Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, April 13th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adioli Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. the man with the chain, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, Tim Mabuggin Gettys. Let Tim host. What a beautiful day for me and you to be hosting this show, Bless. It's Zelda trailer day. It's Zelda trailer day, and I'm so excited. Because it's not just any Zelda trailer. This is the one. We all know what this means, right? This is the sequel, the untitled sequel, follow-up to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Nintendo Switch Presentation 2017 trailer. Oh, I see. I see. I see. God. This is is it, baby. Because that was probably the greatest video game trailer of all time. Like it's, it's easily, in the conversation. It's it's definitely in the conversation. It's easily one of the top three trailers I've watched the most in my life. You add some of the Smash Brothers trailers, sure. I've seen those thousands of times. But I've seen this definitely at least a dozen times. The mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda um Breath, Breath of the, the Wild, Wild one. Perfectly paced, starts off about four minute long trailer. You go through this thing, awe, wonder as far as the eye can see. It just kind of set in the scope and scale of the entire game. But then all of a sudden the VO kicks in. We start getting little tidbits of story and stuff then your mind's blown and expanded Everything even more up till now has been for nothing exactly oh man Barrett's all, on, he just played just click play on the trailer That's crazy. all of a sudden <laughs> we get the voice of the king or whatever saying some epic shit oh yeah then the music kicks in and it's just like oh oh it's time to fucking it's rhyme time to tell you about a hundred years ago and then the camera zooms out we see the fucking spin and shit and it just from then on is just pure perfection that is what i expect to see again wow. today you expect to see one of the greatest trailers of all time i today. do i just want them to do the exact same thing again literally just show me the new stuff in that same format because that format works so well of course the trailer went up this morning a few hours ago guys of the time we we're recording and it's fun because me and you have not seen the trailer Mm-mm. we're like we're gonna go in we're gonna blind react on the show i did my best to avoid people's reactions of course because i put together kfgd it's impossible to not go on twitter and i'm seeing people react to it and i'm like i've done for the most part you know i've avoided most things there are a couple things here and there that i've seen and it's like fine whatever um but the thing i've been seeing the common denominator upon all of the reactions that i've seen is just pure levels of hype People being like, oh, man, they did it. Oh, they man, this it. is the one. Oh, man, let's go. I, plus, the thing there is they did it. I think we both get what that means. Like, oh, yeah. I think we're in the exact same boat. I think a lot of people are in the same boat that, like, all right, we're 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 getting a sequel to Breath of the Wild. It's happening, and it's coming very soon. We're both simultaneously mega hyped for it, but also, like, what could they do? Like, it can't mm-hmm. be. It can't be another. Oh, they like, they can't reinvent the wheel again. And they just can't. And then seeing people's reaction to this trailer, I'm like, oh, fuck, I think they're pulling it off. Well, Tim. Let's waste no time and get into it. Today's stories include that brand new Zelda Tears of the Kingdom trailer, Lil Wayne is hosting a Street Fighter showcase, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every day at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us so we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic end game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you a uh, new x cast is up right now with mike gary in paris breaking down their reactions to redfall releasing at only 30 fps that is up over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games really good conversation there 
Really good. Mm-hmm. Check like, it yeah. out. I might, I, might, I might check that one out. Let me tell you. I woke up yesterday morning and I saw the news and I was like, oh man, that's a bummer. And I saw like Twitter spaces happening and like different like, people talking about it. And I was like, man, I listened to a little bit of Twitter spaces. And let me tell you, people are not happy. Oh no. Tim, oh, no. People are not happy. I would say so. this conversation a little bit more level headed, a little bit more back and forth of, you know, ideas and takeaways. But All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I might check that one out myself. And then this Friday, April 14th, Kind of Funny is teaming up with our friends at Hangtime for an awesome stream. We'll channel our inner Dom Toretto and race across the states in The Crew 2. Greg, Andy, and Tim will have to go as fast as possible to win this race, but your Twitch subs and YouTube Super Chats will have them hit pit stops with fun challenges along the way. Like, how many pizza rolls can Andy eat in under a minute, or is Tim smarter than a fifth grader? Come support this Friday afternoon stream to find out and enjoy the open road with us. And then remember, we're trying something new with YouTube Super Chats here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Only on YouTube in the live stream, there's going to be a 30-minute post show where Snowbike Mike comes in to talk to us about, or talk to us KFG hosts uh, about your Super Chat questions. Stay tuned after today's handshake uh, to hang out with me, Mike, and Tim before the next Kind of Funny stream starts. And then over on Patreon, of course, remember there's new episodes of Gregway going up each and every weekday. And last one uh, after this is the return of KFW. Very exciting. Greg Miller and Mike uh, Howard returning as hosts to react to uh, or, you know, host the uh, The KFW. Kind of funny. Wrestling. Championship. Championship. (laughs) League. (laughs) KFW. Why are you guys adding other letters? Wrestling. (laughs) Champion World Entertainment. No, real real talk, though. The streams are about to pop off. We've been putting a lot more effort and and time into, like, coming up with cool ideas. So, KFW, obviously, you guys have seen that before, but... It's going to be a lot of fun uh, right after this, but tomorrow's stream is about to be awesome. Okay. Like we're 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 going all out. We're trying to use the studio space in a way that we haven't yet. So get hyped for tomorrow. It's going to be a good time. Get hyped for tomorrow. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A Baker's Dozen! Starting with our number one. Nintendo has done it. They put out the final Zelda Tears of the Kingdom trailer. Uh, Of course, the other day they tweeted out, join us on April 13th at 7 a.m. Pacific time to watch the final pre-launch trailer for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom live-streamed on our YouTube channel. The trailer will be roughly three minutes long. Barrett is prepped with the trailer. I mean, Tim, do you have any final words before you watch I mean, this I'm thing? just, I'm getting antsy. I'm getting chills, baby. Let's get into this. Let's go. Barrett, press play. Already, game of the year. We did it. We, we did, did it. it we did it. <laughs> A slow fade in. Let's fucking go. <laughs> For audio listeners, right now we're getting um, the overhead on Hyrule. Overhead shots. They're already following <laughs> what the original trailer was. Yeah. So, so far, so good. Yeah, Link falling from the sky. Oh, with a very, very determined pose, may I say. Like, he's falling and he's not worried about it. Oh my god. I'm so easy. <laughs> it's so easy to get me. Right, you got him gliding down. Ready to go back. You're running in the open world, you're seeing him in a village. Breath of the Wild music that now feels nostalgic. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Link be climbing like he does. Oh, darkness. Uh, desert, we got um, 
Oh, snap. Is that uh, Hyrule Castle? Is that what's right? Oh, we got music from the SNES Hyrule Castle. Oh, my God. We got Ganondorf, who looks like... What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Lack of Theo so far. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Oh, sick. Yo, Mission Impossible! Holy shit. The twirling of the weapon on the horse is sick as hell. Whoa. Dude! Some weird Animal Crossing music. Oh my god. Reanimated uh, Hyrule Castle, Zelda. I gotta assume. We rely on your knight and that legendary sword he carries. Our last line of defense will be Link. Bro, imagine oh, being the last line. Off. They're about to pop off, Wes. Imagine being the last that? line of defense. Who is that? Link. Wait, what the fuck? Was that Zelda's father? Was that who the fuck? Was that oh. He's a different outfit, though. Oh, you hear that saxophone? <laughs> that is a sexy sax, baby. The link or the horse carrying carriage is interesting. Yo, he's got a rocket. Shit. Interesting. Whoa. Let's go. DK64 influence right there. We got a mech battle. <laughs> Oh my god. Damn. I know why I am here. Oh, this is the moment. <laughs> it's something only I can do. Oh yeah. They're building pop off. <laughs> do not look away. You witness a king's revival. We're seeing a lot of new enemies here that we haven't seen in the first game. This new world. Gain endorph, let's go. Oh my you god. You are not alone. Is he? No way. Are fighting alongside the champion? You are our final hope. Three-headed dragon. Okay. Oh my god, my entire body has goosebumps. So, yeah, was that like a companion situation? Or are you going to be hanging out with with um, the champions well, like other as NPCs your companions? are going to be fighting, uh, it seems, too, like earlier on in the trailer. Holy shit. There was oh, so oh. much in there. I think there's more. Link. You must find me. We'll find you, Zelda. Don't worry. Nah, she's you might dead. not be dead. She's after dead. <laughs> of course, it's coming out May 12, 2023. Yo, they that was the first trailer just remade. <laughs> That's exactly what yeah. I wanted. Holy shit. That was awesome. That, I, like, there's so much to pick apart uh, in here, of course. Like, you know, Breath of the Wild... We're going into Tears of the Kingdom. There's so much that we that we gleam in terms of okay, these are the things that they're carrying over from Breath of the Wild, right? We're seeing a lot of the same world. We're seeing quite a few of the same mechanics. We're seeing weapon degradation, and and in the uh, gameplay breakdown we got what last week or a few weeks ago, we saw the the weapon fusing. I feel like this is the trailer that we've seen the most of in terms of oh yeah, here's all the new content that we're packing in. Like we saw some new systems before, but actually no, here's how like we're amping things up in terms of new enemies, in terms of what you're doing with, um, with with characters, in terms of, yeah, fighting alongside NPCs, which is really cool and something that I that I didn't expect. Uh, Tim, like, what is your reaction here? I, I legitimately, I am blown away. That was, that was a fucking masterpiece. Like, this is the type of trailer that I'm going to watch a hundred times. Like, yeah. wow, they really, really pulled this off. And I mean, we expect this game to be something special. 
This trailer is making me believe now this game is going to be something incredibly, I'm, I'm very incredibly happy. special. I know we've talked about reanimated Ganondorf because we've seen the Ganondorf cor He's uh, corpse. He's finally hydrated. He's finally hydrated. He, he had um, some Gatorade. He had the Gatorade bucket dropped over him. I'm very excited that we've got confirmation on Ganondorf. Um, I think that, like, that for me is what can take this game to the next level, right? Dude. In terms of an actual palpable villain. You know, like we had Calamity Ganon in the last game, and that was cool for what it was. I think having it, uh, no, this is a a big old man right here that looks evil as shit. He looks like, but is like, that like even a Kuma Ganondorf right there? A lot of questions being asked. Tim, hmm. is that our big boy from Skyward Sword, Mr. Demise? It could be. Oh, interesting. Because the other Ganondorf that we see doesn't have that fucking, like, lava-like hair flowing down. Mm. And his official art doesn't have that hair either. I... It's most likely him just in his final form, like uh, in a boss fight thing or the night of a blood moon or whatever, but some de demise influence here for sure. This, this is fucking awesome. I remember watching the Nintendo Switch presentation back in, when it first happened, mm -hmm. and it was me and Kev in a hotel room in New York, and my heart sinking. Where like these sand pits. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Where the presentation, it, just, it felt like Nintendo was set for dominance and greatness mm -hmm. and then they made the most bizarre presentation i've ever seen and i was so let down and then this the trailer for breath of the wild happened and it was like maybe they do have the stuff and hey, here we are years later they did the nintendo switch fucking won out despite how bad that presentation was the switch is dominant zelda's dominant breath of the wild was fucking awesome but with that breath of the wild trailer it was just a lot of cool shit where you're like what is that wait what whoa wow what over and over and over mm -hmm. and then when we played the game we got all of that stuff, but I feel like I was wowed playing that game, not for what I thought I was going to be wowed by from that trailer. A lot of the more spectacle moments in that trailer were flashback scenes from the story that you might not even get to playing through Breath of the Wild. Watching this, I get the vibe that all the cool, crazy stuff, some of it being more gameplay of fighting alongside others, we're actually going to be able to play. Like, mm -hmm. this trailer, I think, and I could be totally wrong, and I could be swerved on this, but it looks like it's going to deliver the gameplay and like you're act you actually being a part of it more than Breath of the Wild did compared to its trailer. Yeah, I feel that. And I, I think for me, one of my few critiques with Breath of the Wild is that like in terms of story and narrative, like I liked what they had, but I always I've always felt like there could have been more, right? In terms in terms of even interacting with with characters, in terms of, you know, so much of that story takes place in the past. So much as you reliving and then them retelling the story of what has happened, but not what's going on in the moment. So much of this looks like it is, hey, this is happening in the moment, right? We're talking, we're, we're um, like, we're showing you all this content. We're bringing back either Demise or Ganon or whoever the fuck, right? And like, you're going to have, you're, there's going to be so much story happening in the moment that's exciting. Um, another thing that has me excited, just watch this trailer, is just the amount of content. Like, this is a, this is a game that has been in development since, or uh, the previous game, I should say, came out in 2017. It's been six years since the last Zelda game, right? It's been six years since the last, or since the prequel <laughs> to, to this game, right? Untitled prequel. The untitled prequel. What have, been, what have they been doing over those six years? I think that's been the question that's been ringing, ringing in my brain, especially when you're talking about a, you know, when they first announced this, I think there was a, an idea of what if this comes out later this year? What if it's more of a Majora's Mask? What if this is more of a, hey, they're adding in new content or twisting certain, certain systems to make it feel like a, um, almost like a spinoff, right? Almost like a, or, or a more direct sequel. No, this feels way more, looking at this trailer especially, this seems way more full-fledged. This seems way more content-packed. This seems even way more content-packed than A Breath of the Wild, which 
playing Breath of the Wild, I was like, this is so fucking content content heavy. Um, I'm so excited for this thing. Barry, if you're able to, can you go to where the mechs are? <laughs> I want to see the mech battle. Really quick, I just <laughs> want to point out that it seems like uh, we're seeing our first tier of the kingdom right there. Oh, wow. that's, that is interesting. Do you think you're collecting where the tiers? are the mechs? Yeah. I think you are. We're going around. <laughs> yeah. Collecting hey, I'm stoked are. on there's this. There's something, there's you know what that means? There's something similar uh, that happens in Skyward Sword as well. It means dungeons, baby. Right? I hope so, think about man. it. That's where dungeons have. We've not seen having, shrines. You get the three things, and then you get the four things, and then you have the seven things. It's like, that's how Zelda's work. I like that. Give me things to collect, because things to collect means you need to collect them from somewhere. And you clearly see dungeons in this, too, by the way. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, we'll go with the, the, the mech battle um, that you just had up there. That's fucking insane. <laughs> that's fucking cool as hell. I got to imagine that you're building this mech with your fuse mechanic. Which like has me excited to see if I can create different types of weird ass um, uh, like machines to then battle against the you see the bokoblins hanging out with like uh, the big rock boss that you've seen from previous Zelda games like that is th that's super cool to me but yeah going back to the idea of uh, of dungeons like what in the trailer stood out to you in terms of oh this might be the direction they're taking in terms of dungeons because of course we see stuff rising from the ground there was a, a clip where you saw Link in a castle that looked like Hyrule Castle but didn't look as fucked up as yeah right here like this looks like Hyrule Castle but chill right this doesn't look yeah, like the, like Calamity Ganon the, came through and did this his thing this is the it. same room that you fight uh, Ganon or, different, yeah, the, yeah it's if you don't fight the other bosses, this is the room that you would fight them in, and then you get uh, taken down. But yeah, it's before it gets all messed up. And I wonder if somehow in the you know rehydration of uh, Ganondorf, uh, Hyrule Castle gets they, a little. They poured some of that Gatorade on Hyrule yeah, Castle. Yeah, do you yeah. think this could do with his time um, like ability? Like maybe he rewound time to where, but before maybe. Ganon fucked up the castle. Link's got some sort of ability similar to that, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, the thing that stands out to me dungeon wise is the the minecart segment, right? And like oh, we see, yeah. we see Death Mountain in a couple shots, and like the there's like fire and volcano shit coming out of it, um, on like in the open world area. So I imagine it looks very inviting video game. -wise. There it is, that shot, yeah. Like that looks like you're going in there, yeah. And I imagine this is what's in there. Um, that's awesome. This mech stuff and like the the combining things seems very like something I don't want, like. Yeah. At the end of the day, Breath of the Wild is the anti-Tim Gettys game. Like, oh, it's crafting, weapons break, it's super open, there's not much direction, there's not much story, it's like, not my type of thing. Mm -hmm. It's just all those things together in the Zelda Nintendo polish and wrapper, it worked for me. So, maybe, I, I expect that this is going to work for me, even though like, a lot of that stuff, like that mech shit, doesn't excite me. It looks fun and goofy, but it doesn't mm -hmm. look like something I want to do. Now, speaking of things you want to do or things you want to see, Matt Grover writes in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, with the new trailer for Tears of the Kingdom dropping this morning, I got to know two things. One, what did you see in the trailer that has you the most excited? And then two, what's one thing from Breath of the Wild that you're hoping they don't include in Tears of the Kingdom? Starting with number two, because I feel like that comes off of what, what you're just talking about. Are there things from Breath of the Wild that you want to see them not include or improve upon? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot, but I feel like it's one of those things that, like, just because I want that doesn't mean it's what they should do. And I think what they should do is just make this game because that's what they did with Breath of the Wild. And that game is one of my favorites of all time, despite being very outside of my comfort zone or things that I look for in video games. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say, like, crafting and weapon de degradation, not things I love, but I'm totally okay with them being in this. So I don't, I don't know that uh, things that I'm hoping they don't include, I mean... Something I hope that they do include is a, a more actual linear story. Like mm -hmm. I care about that stuff, and like I, I'm 
the lore and world building aspects. Like I'm not an Elden Ring type of story guy. Yeah. I appreciate that it, people are. It's not me. For sure. I think for me, the thing that um, I'm hoping they prove upon are things that I'm already seeing, right? Like, um, I I didn't mind the weapon degradation that much. Like, I had my my own critiques with it, but for me, it was it very it, it very far from ruined the combat experience for me, oh. right? Like, the combat experience was built around that in a way that, oh, cool. Like, if I, I'm, I always have so many weapons. Like, who cares if I'm breaking one when I have another one uh, that I can use? And they're already addressing that, I think, with the fusing system. The fact that I can put a shield on a sword and have a sword shield, like, cool. The fact that I can put a fucking spear on a, a stick and then have a longer spear, like, they're giving me ways to experiment with different kinds of weapons so that when I'm picking up so much stuff, it's not like a, ah, oh, damn, I have all the shit that's in front of me that I can't pick up because I'm all, I'm all filled up. No. I can just fuse shit together or I can get experimentative and figure out like what new thing I can build with the items that I do have. I think that's a very, very big step they're taking in terms of improving that system. You know, an answer actually I do have uh, some of the from Breath of the Wild that I hope they don't uh, do in this one. Mm -hmm. And that looking at the trailer seems like not, not going to is um, Breath of the Wild, I think, had the Super Mario 64 problem with bosses where the variety of bosses wasn't enough. Yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. You're just facing Bowser for the third time doing the exact same thing with maybe a couple added elements to it. I feel like all the Blight Ganon stuff was the same way. Like, I really loved the um, uh, Divine Beasts. And, like, honestly, th th that versus Dungeon, I don't really care. Those were dungeons to me. I liked that. But for all of them to end with variations on the exact same boss fight that I never loved to begin with, I was a little let down by. Um, yeah. But looking at this, it seems like there is a lot more um unique bosses or at least the potential for that and breath of the wild also had a lot of fun mini bosses and stuff but i think the epic presentation that like ocarina of time has for its uh bosses i want more of that and it seems like we're getting it yeah one other thing i'll, I'll bring up we talked about dungeons a little a little bit and to the part one of matt's question here what did you see in the trailer that has you uh, most excited yeah like i i we didn't see my, uh we didn't see shrines and I, we've not seen shrines up, up until this point in tears of the kingdom which makes me wonder one, are we going to see shrines? Two, if not, what is going to be the replacement or situation of that? Does that mean that we are going to get more designed, bigger dungeons? Because that is the thing that appeals to me. And I, I and it's, a, it's a weird thing because I did love the shrines. If anything, I would be, I'd be down for them to replace the, um, the Divine Beasts with more designed dungeons that, that we've seen in, in more classic Zelda games. But not, see, not seeing the shrines here and seeing what looks like just a lot more designed stuff... I'm hoping that, okay, if they're going to usher, usher those out, then usher in, yeah, like, bigger, better dungeons. Like, that's all I want to see. You know, really. what's interesting is I we don't see shrines in this. If I remember correctly, we don't see shrines in the Breath of the Wild trailer either. So mm -hmm. that the, I don't necessarily think this trailer is indicative of, like, all the things we're doing. For even sure. something so core to it, like shrines, where that is so much of your time playing that game is doing shrines. I'd be shocked if shrines aren't in this game to some extent. Um, and again, Divine Beast, Dungeons, whatever it is, like these bigger things. I do think that we're seeing a lot of hints in um, the gameplay demonstration they did uh, a couple months ago and this, where we're getting a lot of what seem to be smaller, like outdoor shrines, like shrines that aren't necessarily in a, in a contained area. Yeah. But I think there'll be like little islands in the sky that function as a small puzzle, yeah. you know, where it's like more out, like more... Um, just as you're exploring the wild, um, coming across something, you do it all, then you get whatever the reward yeah. is. So, like, it's not like a, there's not like a transition moment of, oh, okay, you're going to the thing, you're going underground. All right, now is a shrine, like, yeah. more so a, all right, let's go to the sky. Oh, what's that thing over this there? This is a puzzle. This is know? a puzzle. Oh, let me solve this. Okay, cool. Now you get whatever collectible or Korok piece of poop that you're going to get. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm down for that, right? The more in the moment discovering a puzzle as opposed to it being a shrine every few seconds. 
Um, but yeah, no. What Holy trailer. shit! I'm hyped for this. Man. I gotta watch. Like every every moment, every scene of this trailer has something where I'm like, oh, I gotta watch that again and really really look at it. Like even just the horse with the carriage, right? That alone, I'm like, what what's going You're on here? People. Yeah, like is this a side quest? That's another thing is I, I want to see. I want to see the side quests um, uh, get improved uh, in Tears of the Kingdom. I didn't love the side quests in, in Breath of the Wild. I think. Quite a few of them were very creative in terms of what they were asking you to do, but yeah. a lot of time I'll just ignore them because I'm, I much more prefer just hanging out in the world and doing the Korok seed stuff as opposed to trying to figure out what weird thing they're trying to communicate to me in the side quest. Oof. We are so Let's go. close to this blast. A month away. Like, a look at this. Cro- was that a boss? Like the crocodile thing? Yeah, um, it looks like the, the weird sand guy that uh, uh, you can fight in the desert, but just like distorted and weird looking. I'm so excited. And there's one part near the end here where it seems like, yeah, like, who is that lady? Who is this? Is she a Zonai from the past? Oh. You know, there was a couple characters uh, in this, and I don't know if it was her. There was another one that looked even darker and more triangular. It reminded me of the first, um, when it literally was Untitled Breath of the Wild sequel, Sequel, yeah, whatever. That that original teaser trailer Mm. where it was, like, weird, like, uh, rewind signs yeah. and like they were underground and there was like hieroglyphics on the wall mm-hmm. like that looked like one of those those characters right here yeah this one yep these guys look really Pretty cool sure also was on the wall god these guys look really cool i can already see the fan and art. then here it's like are we going to be recruiting people to like fight alongside you because like earlier on like you see link riding his horse and that was when he does like the little uh twirl of the spear and there are other people fighting bacoblins while you're like in this battle so i wonder if there's going to be opportunities to like go recruit all of these people that you've met in the first game to actually fight alongside you for stuff yeah you think we're insane you think we're going on a war against my fucking boy sidon right here are you fucking kidding me the hot fish man the hot fish man fighting alongside him I, I think it would make sense for you to recruit people, right? It's like you're, oh my god, this three-headed fucking dragon is cool as hell. Zelda one, let's go. But, but yeah, like rec- recruiting people in the world, recruiting the champions, like trying to build this army so you can fight against uh, Ganondorf and his army. Like I would imagine that's probably what what they're building up to, which is a really cool idea. Again, I like the idea that Breath of the Wild was such a hey, this is post-apocalyptic. The world is empty. Like of course there's stuff in the world, but there's this serene everything's gone kind of feeling in breath of the wild and i think for a lot of people that led to a feeling a bit empty i i I like the idea of having more interaction between characters and having more like okay no there's things going on here like there's a war there's a war happening this world feels a bit more filled in with uh uh content i think that's gonna go a long way for a lot of people who is this man who is this tall tall man because like my assumption would be ganondorf but then he's got the weird hand here that link now has so again i think this is probably more zonai tribe did zelda get transported into the past because uh, mm. she does say at the end like uh link like please come find me is she in the what, what's the the light realm what is it called tim uh an ocarina of time oh i forget what it's called and it's also in skyward sword um, but like, did she get transported there? And like, that's where the Zonai are hiding. I don't know, man. Well, the Golden Realm, thank you. Sacred Golden Realm, Realm. Sacred Realm. It's called a, a, a few different things, but it's all pretty much the same. We have approximately one month to see. Too long away. It's so far away. Blessed. If I wanted, to if know, I wanted I to know what's coming out. No, if I wanted to know where I could go mm-hmm. to get the show at free time, where would I look? patreoncom slash funny. And of course, on patreoncom slash funny, you get you can get a lot of stuff. You can get exclusive content, shows like the Next Gen Podcast, shows like Kind of Feely, and all that good stuff. But of course, you can of course get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. 
Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right, you, you, you out there. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to Rocket Money money.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny r-o-c-k-e-t-m-o-n-e-y.com slash kind of funny bless tim you know after games daily we're going to do the thing with the super chats with uh, the people ask their questions and stuff yep. answer their questions people want it if they super chat maybe we rewatch the breath of the wild trend? maybe maybe we rewatch it maybe we do yeah no, like, super maybe. chat if you want that just put yeah, that out let us there. know in the super chats if you want that for now let me tell you something I want. I want Lil Wayne hosting a Street Fighter 6 showcase. Well, you're Story get number it, two. Street Fighter tweeted this out yesterday. Tune into the SF6 showcase for an extended final look at Street Fighter 6 with over 30 minutes of big new announcements. Hosted by Lil Wayne at Lil Tunchi. Uh, that's coming April 20th, 3 p.m. Pacific time. You know, me and Lil Wayne got a lot in common. Yeah. Both of us give me, are. Give me a couple examples. We're both passionate about the rap game. Mm -hmm. And we both are hosts. Of some video game showcases, too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for this, both for the Street Fighter and, and also for the Lil Wayne aspect. Mm -hmm. Like, I, the, I, I think this surprised everybody, like looking at the replies on Twitter and the quote tweets and everybody's like, Lil Wayne? Like, how random is that? But also, how cool is that? I hope, and I think this is a big hope, but I hope that this means we get a Lil Wayne song in the game. Oh, I maybe like even that. original <laughs> song yeah. in the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's likely. I think that you think will, so? Yeah. With the vibe that they're pushing for this game, they got to get somebody. I Lil Wayne is a big get. He is, but like you know, he'll do things for money. That, I mean, <laughs> he that's has also proved very that many, true. many times. Yeah, Lil Wayne is a funny one because like there's been like three times in my life where I've been supposed to interview him for some reason or another, mm -hmm. and every single time it falls through. My favorite time was when he got too high. Mm, so I can see that. Do you see so what I, day this uh, showcase is? Mm -mm. Uh, it's April twentieth, also also known as four twenty. Perfect. Nice. This is perfect for everybody involved. Um, yeah, I love this. Love Street Fighter. Can't wait for more. Um, Lil Wayne being involved in games doesn't always go great. Uh, infamously, I was just talking about Tony oh, Pro Skater 5. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're out here. He was doing something for Ubisoft. I don't remember what. But he was in some, maybe he was in Ghost Recon, I think. I'm trying to think, because that sounds familiar, but I keep thinking of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. Um, but I'm curious to see what the 30 minutes of big news and announcements are. You know, I wonder if that is going to be a roadmap, because by April 20th, right, Street Fighter 6 will be a month and a half away. Um, God, and so there's too many games, way too many games like that. Final Fantasy 16 and Diablo 4 are all coming in the same month. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, it's why I'm, I'm I've been on sabbatical, Tim. Yeah, I've not been playing that many video games in the last week or so. Ever since coming off of Resident Evil 4, I'm like, I'm gonna take it slow. I'm yeah. gonna play the small games, played some Metroid Fusion, played Before Your Eyes. Mm -hmm. you, uh, did you play Have a Nice Death? I booted up Have a Nice Death, mm. and I, I didn't play enough of it. That's the thing is, I also booted up a uh, project, or I don't know why I say project, I booted up Octopath Traveler too. 
and I only played like ten minutes of that before I before I like I fell asleep. I was in bed. I was getting ready to yeah, get those yeah. off, but I thought I could get in some Octopath Traveler too. I couldn't. But all that said, thirty minutes of big new announcements um, and news for Street Fighter Six that excites me. Like I don't think in the waves that we're that we're like, do we need to see more Final Fantasy sixteen? Do I need to see more Zelda? I'm already sold. Street Fighter Six is one of those games that I don't think you can show too much of. It's a fighting game. You know, people want to see the mechanics. People want to see the nitty gritty. People want to see all the different details of how the characters move and all that stuff. And so, yeah, I'll, 30 minutes, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm a little more on the side of the do we need this, but I get it. It's marketing, they're marketing their game. Like, we might not need it, but mm. Capcom needs it. This makes sense. And yeah, like to your point, like people, the people that are interested in Street Fighter Six mm. are interested in every frame of it. Exactly. Right? Like, they want to know all that stuff. So give them that. Do they want a showcase hosted by a little Wayne? I don't know about all that, you know, but that's what they're going to get. That's I mean, what you had um, uh, fighting games. I love to do this, too, because Tekken Tag Tournament 2, which I'm just now realizing um, is um, what do they call the when all the words have the same first letter? Alliteration. Alliteration. Yeah. Tekken Tag, Tekken Tag Tournament 2, T4. Uh, Tekken Tag Tournament 2 had Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And I believe they had an original song with Snoop Dogg in it, and like a Snoop Dogg level. They went really hard with Snoop Dogg for Tekken Tag 2. Mortal Kombat always has a trailer, like a reveal trailer drop with with a hot rapper, right? Like I think the Mortal Kombat X was Wiz Khalifa. I forget who did the 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 one after that, but fighting games love rappers. <laughs> and you know what? I'm down. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me two things I love the most: the rap game, the game game, and the game game. Thank you, Tim. In the final, I do love some fighting games. Twenty One Savage at MK11. Thank you so much, Adam, Um, my brother from Britain. Story number three: Uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki has been named one of Times one Times one hundred most influential people of 2023. This is Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. Hidetaka Miyazaki has been named one of the 100 most influential people of 2023 by Time Magazine. The From Software president has directed a string of highly influential games, including Demon's Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and most recently, the fantasy blockbuster Elden Ring. He becomes only the second video game developer to ever be featured on the Time 100 list following Shigeru Miyamoto in 2007. The annual list, which notes people of influence from all walks of life, including politics, sports, and arts, also this year features U.S. President Joe Biden, Elon Musk, and World Cup winner Lionel Messi. As is the case, uh, everyone included on the list, uh, Miyazaki's entry uh, feature, Miyazaki's entry featured a short passage on why he is so influential from another notable person in his field. Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann wrote, quote, The first time I played one of Hidetaka Miyazaki's games, I was miserable. I kept dying on the first enemy over and over again, but when I slowed down my approach, paying attention to the details, it all of a sudden clicked. I managed to defeat the enemy and advance further into the game. I earned my progress and felt sort of a rush. As I moved uh, for, as I moved forward in the game, I was much more deliberate and careful in how I explored this world. And in return, the world rewarded me with tension, beauty, and surprises. Congratulations, Miyazaki. And how cool is it that Neil Druckmann was the one to to write that blurb in the in, in time for Miyazaki? Everything about this is awesome. I love it, man. Time's uh, 100 most influential list is a big deal. And for video games to be represented this way is a big deal for the industry. And uh, for it to be him specifically, I think, is an even bigger deal. Like, this is something that's been a long time coming of Souls games kind of getting their due. And we've talked about it a million times now. But Elden Ring, uh, for all intents and purposes, was the game of the year last year. And that leading into this, I think, is just such that's how this stuff should work. You know, like hard work and Uh, quality products getting the respect that they deserve and the people behind them getting the respect and being put 
on a pedestal for that work. And that's exactly what's happening here of this being the second time after Miyamoto. Like, think about mm. that, right? From Miyamoto to Miyazaki, like, wow. That, that, that puts him on such a level that so few creators are on. And for a long time on shows, we've talked about, like, who are the names that people know from the industry? Miyazaki is becoming one of those names for everyone that plays games. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's super cool to see. And yeah, like, to your point of, he's a name now that stands out, right? Like, if I if I came to a gamer and I talked about Hidetaka Miyazaki, likely they know who I'm talking about, right? And that puts him in the, in the line of, yeah, the, the Miyamoto's of the world or the Kojima's of the world, right? And, like, the people that we talk about in terms of, like, even the Neil Druckmann's of the world, right? Like, that puts him Todd in such Howard. a Todd Howard. That puts we him in pretty such much a place. exhausted the list right there. Yeah, right. Like there's probably a handful of others, but like that, those are the names, right? Yeah. Like say Ed Boon. Yeah. And it's so cool to see him honored uh, honored in this way, and I think it speaks to the one how big Eldering was last year, but I think beyond that, how big from software and Souls games have become over the last decade, and how influential and ubiquitous they become in terms of you know every like so many big action games have taken influence, possibly like. Maybe most big action games have taken influence now from from software and Souls design in some some way. You look at God of War and you can see the Souls DNA in that. You look at Jedi Survivor that's coming that's about to come out and you can see the from software DNA in that. And the list goes on when you think of these big action games and the way that they've been reinvented in the last ten years. That's all due to the design vision of Miyazaki and the from software team. And so congratulations to Miyazaki. You love to see it. You love to see it. Story number four. Speaking of legends of the industry, Shuhei, things we love to see. Things we love to see. Shuhei Yoshida is now a PlayStation Stars digital collectible. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Sony Interactive Entertainment's Shuhei Yoshida has been added to the PlayStation Stars loyalty program as a digital collectible. A bobblehead version of the PlayStation veteran can be unlocked simply by playing one of six games he has recommended. They are A Space for the Unbound, Before Your Eyes, Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, and The Night Witch. PlayStation Stars launched last year via the PlayStation app and will expand to consoles at a later date. It offers two types of rewards, loyalty points, and digital collectibles. The digital trinkets can be arranged in a virtual display case within the PlayStation app and shown off to friends via PSN profiles. I am a hater of PlayStation Stars. I do think this is a great look. This is a great idea. And this is really cool. I saw Greg Miller was very excited about it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Again, nifty shit. And it, like, it is cool. I feel like it's the type of thing that I'd rather see them commit harder to, like for it to actually matter and be like something worth uh, investing in on our side, I guess. But I, of course, we love shoe. So we love to see this. Yeah. Like if they're going to, they're speaking to the, the, the hardcore audience loudly with this one. For sure. And that's my thing is for how, like how cool I think this is. Right. And I'm sure Greg doesn't how cool you think you think it is. I wonder if, they can get more W's like this in terms of, all right, yeah, shoes for the hardcore. Who can, like, what bobblehead can we get that people might actually care about in collecting PlayStation Stars? I, I have an idea, but I'm not sure I'm convinced yet. Can you do me mm -hmm. a favor? Yeah, what up? Can you sit there? Sit up straight. Mm -hmm. Can you give me a little bobble? Can we get, can we get the one, Barrett? One? Where's the one? My gut was right, everybody. Do your thing, PlayStation. This is the answer. Bless the Adeoye Jr. Let's get him in PlayStation Stars. PlayStation, do your thing. In I got the, you. In the most uh, shoe fashion, too, I love that to earn it, it's like him giving a platform to indies and being like, hey, I really love these. Like, check them out. Yep. You know? Very cool yeah. stuff. And that shoe, right? That, like, that shoe through and through. Um, so shout out, to, shout out to our boy shoe. Shoe through and through. I need uh, Corey Cogney or somebody to enlarge my head for that. If you're going to make a bobble and gift, give it. 
you gotta enlarge the head, right? And enlarge the head, everybody. <laughs> enlarge the head. <laughs> Story number five. The Super Mario Brothers theme is the first game music selected for preservation in the Library of Congress. This is Chris Scolian at Video Games Chronicle. The Super Mario Brothers theme will be the first piece of video game music to be preserved in the Library of Con Congress. Since 2002, the library has been maintaining the United States National Recording Registry, a list of sound recordings that are culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant and or inform or reflect life in the United States. Every year, 25 pieces of music are selected to be added to the National Recording Registry, which means they will be preserved in the Library of Congress. This year, Koji Kondo's main theme for the Super Mario Brothers is one of the 25 chosen, uh, marking the first time a piece of video game music has been added to the registry. Other sound recordings chosen for inclusion this year include Imagine by John Lennon, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, Take Me Home, Country Roads by John Denver, Like a Virgin by Madonna, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, and Sweet Dreams Are Made of This by Eurythmics. What an incredible list of music. Where you can get Like a Virgin next to the Super Mario Brothers theme song. Hell yeah. Let's Historical go. significance. Let's fucking go. I first I was gonna hate for a second because I like I misread in my brain and thought it meant like, oh, these have been chosen before, but these are coming in the same year. When I thought that they were chosen before uh, in previous years, I was like, You're telling me like a virgin made on the list before Mario Brothers. <laughs> um, but no, these are coming in at the same time, which is really really cool to see. And yeah, what a weird list. Yeah. But also like you look at these songs and you're like, I get it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, totally no, it. Yeah, take me home, country roads. Yeah, like Fallout seventy six made it popular. Real so. cultural significance. <laughs> real stuff, cultural man. significance like, with Fallout. But uh, but this is great. I, I love it. I love video game music get more and more of, of its own due like we've been seeing uh, even with the the grammys recently like they've been uh given awards there and that's awesome like video game music is music and it's good music and it can often be amazing music um i've said this a bunch of times but i continue to listen to the super mario movie soundtrack every day bless and it yep. just it makes me so happy i saw it for the second time a couple of days ago uh and the second time was great because I got to focus just on the music, just on the orchestral score, and I was catching even more things that I didn't catch the first time. And it is magical. Oof. What a magical movie. Um, thought exercise. Mm -hmm. If, uh, what company is it? I guess if, if the United States what came to you. What company is this? <laughs> if the United States Congress. came to you, the Library of Congress came to you, and they're, and you're, they're like, we want to add two more songs, just two more video game soundtrack songs to this library. What two songs are you adding? Dr. Wiley from Mega Man 2. That's a good one. Oh, my. A good one. Bless. That's a good one. Bless. I feel like there's other ones I would choose. Like that. what? Sephiroth's theme. Okay, One Winged Angel. Yeah, that's yeah. up there. That's up there. Legend of Zelda theme. Yeah, I think the Zelda, Zelda theme is, it, it honestly is the one right behind Mario. Yeah. I'm trying to think of more because I, I feel like there's such a wide range that you can pull from. But Final Fantasy keeps keeps coming to mind. Not for some immediately, reason. but eventually, like down the road, like we're we're years into like inducting other uh, pieces of music. The God of War uh, 2018 theme. Yeah, I feel like that's down the road, but I can I can see see that. I was the like, chat saying it too. The Tetris is a big one. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think Tetris for sure. You put in there. Somebody said simple and clean, which honestly I'm right there with you. Yeah, put simple and clean in the Library of Congress for sure. Uh, Don Kong country music. Just See, here's the thing. We're just talking about good. This, this is different. This is I mean, like this is all fucking time shit. Yeah, but like, be like here, here's some of the best songs. But like, yeah, Tetris is all fucking time shit. Oh, right? Tetris, yeah. yeah. Tetris for yeah. sure, for sure. Somebody said Guile's theme in Street Fighter. I'm putting that up That's there. That's closer up there, yeah. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. Snake Green Eater. Hill Zone. 
Green Hill Zone's pretty good. Yeah. Snake yeah. Eater needs to be in there eventually. <laughs> Come I feel on. like I put that on like the God of War tier of yeah, like, like years down the road. years down yeah, the line yeah. when we're starting to like all right now let's just put out all the great songs in here then yeah Snake Eater God of War theme James Bond wish it could have a fucking theme song like Snake Eater you know for sure I mean one thousand percent well he got Adele that one year and that was it it's the only good thing about that movie some say I like the movie quite a bit oh <laughs> <laughs> well, Skyfall right mm-hmm. yeah. Skyfall was cool I like Skyfall it's fine. Final news story for the day. Story number six, Stray Gods, is coming August 3rd, and it looks dope as hell. Um, this is one that I saw pop. Uh, I forget if it was this morning or last night, but it popped up on Twitter, and I saw this trailer on my timeline, and I was like, oh, a role-playing musical. That looks interesting. And I watched the trailer, and I was like, what the fuck? How have I not heard of this? Um, this comes from at Summerfall Games on Twitter. They tweeted out, lost in a moment. Watch the brand new trailer for hashtag Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, coming to PC on August 3rd. Uh, Of course, if you click over to the Steam page for the game, the Steam description reads, Gods, Romance, Murder, Musical Numbers? Play Play as Grace in a world where Greek gods live in hiding among us. Change your fate as you draw friends, foes, and lovers into uh, into song using your powers of music, persuasion, to unravel the mystery of the last muse's death. This game looks really cool. The art style looks really cool. It's like a 2D hand-drawn situation. And the cast and team like, working on this, insane. Y'all are about to be blown away. Uh, Bless tweeted this today, and I watched it, and I was like, what the fuck? I can't wait to see y'all in chat react to the cast of this game. 1,000%. Bear, can you play it with... Let's, let's play it with sound. I want to oh, hear yeah. it with sound. Right now it's playing... I don't know. Do, we hear, do they hear sound? We don't hear sound. We don't hear Barrett. Do I hear anything, Tim? Says I hear you. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, this God. is weird Whoa. quiet, though. Oh, <laughs> oh, I was scared. I was scared for a second. I was like, shit. Are you there, Barrett? Yeah, let me try. Okay. There, there he is. There. <laughs> All right, give me a second. There we go. Did you lose your keys, Fred? I thought you'd be... What the... Calliope? I'm so... Calliope. so sorry. <laughs> Grace, you know that you're lost now. You've been given powers you don't understand. An interactive role-playing musical. You say you didn't kill Calliope. You have one week to prove it. Music directed by Austin Wintery. Wintery, motherfuckers. So sorry you had to be here for this I'm in the dark too as you're hearing this But someone is dead and I'm losing my head Like the goat said Of course you're making choices time, in the game time to shine. An epic tale of gods and magic kill an idol You want answers? Fight for them How could you throw that god that This is perfect This looks dope as hell dude so, songs current again, awesome and they have a list of names. Older power. Ready to face the music. Only you can decide. Lost in a moment. Lost in a Starring Lori Laura Bailey, Troy Baker, Barry Elizabeth uh, McClinn, um, Janina Gavonkar, Carrie Payton, Ashley Johnson, Felicia Day. You're always looking out for me, Freddie. Best friends to the end, right? 
And then also starring uh, let's see, Abu Bakar, Salim, Rahul Kohli, Allegra Clark, uh, Meryl Dandridge, Erica Ishii, uh, Lauren Lolo Spencer, Anjali Bimani, Kimberly Brooks, Anthony Rapp. <laughs> Anthony what in the Rapp world? From Rent, the musical. Very soon, lost in a moment, the idols will be no more. Lost in a moment. I'm, like, I'm tearing up <laughs> from even the music right here. Dude, this looks fucking awesome. Everything about it looks great. The style's cool. The story seems interesting and yeah. dope. The music sounds awesome. Music and the sounds cast, great. Dude, Kari Payton. Having that, a moment right now. The voice of the Penguin King from the Mario movie. <laughs> Good for Kari Payton. Holy, I didn't put that I didn't put that together. Holy, holy cow. Um, but yeah, like if you're if uh, you're an audio listener, right? Like the cool 2D art style, the movement reminds me of As Dust Falls in terms of how those characters uh make movement in uh, in that game. You're making choices. But with more of a Hades art style. More of a like, yeah, As Dust Falls exactly. animation with like the Hades character design. Exactly. Um the lead writer of this game also worked on was it Dragon Age that it said? Yeah, Dragon mm -hmm. Age. And of course, if you're not familiar with Austin Wintry's work, Austin was a composer of um he did Aliens Fire Team which always like blows me away whenever I'm, whenever I'm reminded of that because that's so different from what it's, what he typically does. But the Pathless, uh, he did John Wick Hex, uh, Abzu. I mean, big one, Journey. Journey, he, man, he composed on. Journey. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah, like he has such a great resume, and yeah, he's working on this as lead writer from Dragon Age, and then a stat cast, which that was the thing that caught me off guard when I first saw the trailer. I was like, hey, is that this person? Hey, is that this person? And then you see the starring, and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is happening right here? Incredible stuff. I cannot wait for this. Um, I'm, I added this this morning to the, the, the Blessing Super Fun Game release calendar. I still got to put out the update. Yeah. It's been a while since I put out an update. Streets are one. waiting, Bless. I know. The streets have been asking for it. I got you, Streets, one day. But, Tim, mm -hmm. that day might be so far away. If I wanted those commands to Mom Graph Shops today, where I look. The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Mm, do, 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 yeah. Uh, d in chat says, I don't know how this is a news story. Do you know what show this is? <laughs> I make the motherfucking news. <laughs> I choose what I want and I talk about on this show. <laughs> I don't know how this is a news story. Oh, right, get the fuck out of here, d Fuller. I mean, I see your name. I know you're a regular. I don't give a fuck, all right? I'll channel... Yesterday's Greg Miller, if I want to. Uh, out got, today. How was the Zelda trailer a news story? Uh, how was the Zelda trailer a news story? You know what we didn't Why talk is about? That a news story. <laughs> Apparently, Microsoft's making how's a Steam Lil Deck Wayne thing. I didn't story. talk about that, and that's news. Yeah, how's Lil Wayne a news story? Motherfucker, I am the news story. <laughs> <laughs> out today, we got uh, Trinity Fusion Early Access for PC, A Night in the Attic for PC and MetaQuest. Beyond the Long Night for PC, Meat Grinder for PC, Hunt the Night for PC, Shard Hunt Punk, night. Hunt the Night, uh, Shard Punk for uh, Vermin for PC, Boundary Early Access for PC. Boundary is a first-person shooter that takes up that uh, takes place in space, where you're like an astronaut <laughs> in space okay. doing shooting. Barry, if you're able to find a trailer for that one as I'm going through, uh, I want I, that's that's gonna be a cool one to check out. I've already requested a code for it. Uh, Vampire Survivors: Tides of the Foscari DLC uh, that is out today for PC, Xbox, and mobile. Kill It with Fire VR is out for PC. Cannon Dancer: Osman for PC, uh, PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch. Dogfight, a sausage bomber story for PS4, what the fuck does that Xbox mean? Series X, Switch, and PC. Hello Kitty and Friends Happiness Parade for Switch. <laughs> and then Voodolls for PC. Right now, Barry is showing off the trailer uh, for Boundary. 
And again, it's like a tactical first-person shooter in space that looks dope as fuck. Mike, this might be your shit. Have you heard of Boundary? It oh, looks dude. Mikey. Now you have. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's a stream game, 100%. Yeah. It's one I, I knew about this game because it was shown off on the PlayStation blog a couple of years ago. And I was like, well, I got to keep my eyes on this one. And I don't know where. Boom. It's on early access for PC. Boom. Typed. New dates for you. Fall Guys Creative Mode launches May 10th. Shepherd's Crossing is coming to the West on April 28th for PC. Summer Games Done Quick runs from May 28th to June 4th. Uh, Amnesia the Bunker has been delayed to May 23rd. Damn, and then, Summer Games Done Quick is going to essentially like lead into Summer Game Fest. I know, right? What a that summer. is about to be fun. And then Immortals of Avium is releasing July 20th on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Deal of the day for you. Uh, this comes from Wario64 on Twitter. A Shadow... <laughs> a shadow ball plush uh is $23.81 on Amazon. Uh of course I am talking about Sonic the Hedgehog's shadow. Uh it's a cute looking plush. Look at this. Look at this cute little Look at guy. His stupid little legs and hands. This cute little Shadow the Hedgehog plush. I like this bit that if you can't find like a good deal of the day, you just go to a random Mario 64 tweet. It feels like you kind of just like spin the scroll down button and then hit stop and oh, then you just land on something. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Every single morning I'm like, all right, deal of the day. Let's go to Mario 64 and see what he, he got for me today. Barrett. And like he's all, he always got some he cool is Sonic. Blessing is the news. I wonder if this is like a like um, self-fulfilling prophecy situation where I keep pulling up the weird Sonic merch. And Wario 64 is like, man, this keeps getting traffic. <laughs> Maybe I should keep putting out you the are, Sonic the cause of the... And I, I'm the reason why you see so much Sonic shit on Wario 64. Probably mm-hmm. not. But like, I, like, I like the idea of I it. I do too. Now it's time for Reader Mail. Remember, you can write into kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to get your questions read on the show. Just like Charles Jacobson did. Charles writes in and says, greetings, blessing, and Tim. Trinity Fusion is launching in early access today, and it's a game I think the two of you and Kind of Funny Best Friends should keep their eye on. Uh, I'm not associated with the devs. I just think the game looks awesome and seems up your alley. Sincerely yours, Charles Jacobson. P.S. Tim, excited for the new Pokemon series starting tomorrow? You know, I'm, I'm excited to check it out. I'm not planning to... Uh, I think that my like Pokemon anime um, experience is coming to an end where mm-hmm. I've been like here for the Ash's final journey. Me and G are still watching uh, from the beginning. Actually, last night, we got to the episode where, he, where Charizard doesn't listen to him. Oh, let's go. The league. A classic. Yeah. G was shocked. Wow. <laughs> like, so invested in this shit. I was like, oh, God, I love you. Uh, that's the, wait, that's the one at the at the Pokemon League, not the one the, where not he's the Pokemon fighting uh, Mag... Was it Magmar? Yeah, Magmar, Magmar. Yeah, no, that was that's the one, the one I was thinking of. He, like, listened. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, so I'm for Horizons, I'm excited to, to check it out. I want to see uh, what the vibe is, and I hope that it's cool, uh, but I'm not planning on sticking with it, uh, at least for now. But we'll see. Fair enough, fair enough. But this game looks cool. Yeah, Barrett had up uh, footage of some gameplay of it. It looks... I would describe it almost as like, in terms of style, it looks like a 2D Destiny almost. Uh, yeah. 2D action game. The over on the Metroid Steam page. Vibes too. Yeah, give some like Metroidvania vibes. Um, but the Steam Dredge page specifically too. Oh yeah, I can see that. Uh, the Steam page says explore dark sci-fi worlds and engage in fast-paced and precise combat in Trinity Fusion, a roguelite action platformer set in a sprawling doomed multiverse. Looks really cool. Yeah, it looks like a PlayStation Metroid game. You know what I mean? If PlayStation made a Metroid, oh it'd be, it'd yeah, be like okay. this. I know I, a low budget one, but yeah, it looks cool. It looks cool. It yeah. looks really cool. Um, we have another write-in from Chuck Diamond. Chuck Diamond writes in and says, "Powerful name, great name." I have a weird problem. Uh-oh. Ever since I played Red Faction Gorilla in 2009, I'll pa- I'll stop you there. Great game. <laughs> Shout out Red Faction Gorilla. Back to the question. 
I've been low-key obsessed with having destructible environments in my games. For example, that Halo games, or the Halo games, have always bugged me, because people in Spartan armor should be able to just run through walls in the heat of battle. And forget about Titanfall 2 and other mech games. There have been a handful of games with destructible environments in the past few years, but not enough. When do you think we'll ever see destructible environments become more ubiquitous, maybe with more ad adoption of UE5? How amazing would a Souls-like game be with destructible environments? What if a giant monstrosity in the Eld in, uh, in, what if a giant monstrosity in the next Elden Ring could smash through the wall uh, you're trying to hide behind? <laughs> I would hate that actually. Uh, <laughs> what if you could collapse a building on him? What game or IP do you think would be best served by adding destruction? God of War, Resident Evil. Mm. I think this is a very interesting write-in. It is. This is a great question. I I feel like. Um, we saw a lot of push into this. Uh, I mean, I remember Crackdown 3's kind of entire pitch was, it didn't blow everything up. Yeah, we're using um, the cloud technology to enhance the processing. And I do think that, like, jokes aside, it is that it is tech that is holding all this stuff back. Of course, I think devs want that. I think they they think it's cool. They know players think it's cool. Uh, but it's that, that melding of it actually working the way that it should. So, yeah, I do think cloud technology getting there, uh, Unreal Engine 5 being more adopted and, and people getting used to it, but I do think we're close. Um, yeah. I think we've already kind of seen it with uh, Battlefield last year, even like how much destruction was in that game and um, what were, what's the game coming up, the the shooter game? The finals? The finals, yeah. Um, Andy was talking about a lot of destruction that. You see the trailers and it seems to be like all over the place, but even Andy was saying that seems to be more like the Taylor vertical picked stuff um, to show in the trailer, whereas his experience playing the game it didn't feel like the trailers where everything is being destroyed around you um, and you're like part of it. So mm -hmm. I feel like we're still not quite at that point where it's like, whoa, the destruction matches my gameplay and it looks right visually. Because what are you going to do with all the rubble? You know? Yeah. And I feel like as games get more it's and more. Go somewhere. <laughs> re as the games get more and more realistic, you need to kind of come up with like, you know, we're used to seeing even like in realistic art style games enemies get shot and then eventually their bodies disappear but i think that devs have gotten good enough that like we don't see that part mm. it's like it's designed so that when you're you look away behind you it goes away so when you turn back it's gone as opposed to literally seeing a body disappear you know what i mean yeah i feel like they need to answer that on a very grand scale for the destruction for it to to really kind of push through that like that line of it not feeling right I don't know if it'll ever become ubiquitous, more so for the game design uh, part of it. Like, I think technology is a big part of it, but when you add just uh, free amounts of destruction and, like, level destruction specifically, I think that changes the entire way in which you build a world and you have to account for that, right? That becomes, a whole, like, an entire variable you got to think around. And I think there are, some, there are certain genres and certain games that have done it in certain genres where... I would prefer it more than others. Like in first-person competitive shooters, I think it's a great idea. I look at Rainbow Six Siege, and Rainbow Six Siege has level destruction, and that is one of the key elements of that game. But that has to be a central element of that game. Yeah. That is the thing that everybody's thinking about when they're setting up their rooms and they're putting up their reinforced walls and all that stuff. Like that is the, one of the key things that makes Rainbow Six Siege Rainbow Six Siege. But I like I don't think it, as they call it duty, you can just make a house destructible because what does that do in terms of balancing and figuring out like all right how do we do this in a way where people aren't just fucking blowing up houses and destroying love like i there's a lot of thought that has to go into the design around it and i think that's probably that's probably the biggest reason we're not going to see it in most games i think we're going to see it in more and more games as we go but yeah it's a difficult thing to figure out i, I think, think the biggest problem is we'll never be able to see it in like 
really high quality AAA games because mm-hmm. if you allow everything to be destructible, how is there going to be passageways you have to crawl through as it loads <laughs> the next area? Exactly, exactly. So, I, I don't, I, don't I can't, like, part of that, the part of your delivery there sounds joking, but I think you're also dead serious, no, right? I was joking, but, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I, I, I think that's genuine, though. Like, if, yeah, if you're having to hide loads and, like, if there's so much other shit to process in a video game, oh, now we also want to process. Like this building falling because because you're you're um swinging through the Spider-Man open world and Shocker's robbing a bank and he blows shit up and it's like oh shit all right now we got Shocker it's always Shocker it's always it's either him or Rhino you know those two they should Mm -hmm. just form a tag team Rhino Shock no I'll 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 figure it out I'll I'll... Shock no (laughs) no God no (laughs) No. (laughs) I thought mine was bad. But yeah, I, I mean, in terms of what game IP do you think would be best served by adding destruction? You know, like Chuck mentions God of War, Resident Evil. I don't think either of those. Like, I wouldn't want that in a linear action game unless it's built for the ground up for that. Um, I think I do come down on, like, like look, we looked at the trailer for Boundary. Like, yeah, if you're shooting through, like, structures that are in front of you to, like, get a better vantage point or something, I think that, I guess first-person shooters would be my answer. Mm-hmm. I think first-person shooters are, are very well-suited for this kind of thing. Twisted Metal. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. That's a really I good mean, one. They, they already did try it. Wasn't there a game, Teardown, that had a lot of destructible shit? I forget what kind of game that was, but I think that was like a voxel-based thing that had like a lot of destruction that I remember Teardown was a Crackdown-like. Okay, again, crack I can't tell if you're fucking with me. I'm just fucking with you. All right, he's fucking with me, everybody. Right now. now it's time. For kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. You write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh... I felt pretty perfect today. I don't think we could have possibly got something wrong. Yeah, the only person I wrote in was this guy named Sneedo who's really <laughs> <laughs> who's really taking it to the Portland Kevin. <laughs> I'll, I'll read. I wasn't gonna read it, but I'll read it. The the to- <laughs> Sneedo writes in and says that total idiot Portland Kevin said Basomatic four thousand. It was super Basomatic seventy six. How embarrassing! Oh, that I don't from, know. That's from yesterday of Greg. Uh, Portland Kevin tried to call Greg out on some Ghostbusters trivia. And Greg oh, yes. went on a rant for like an entire two minutes clowning out Portland Kevin. It was very embarrassing. Very, <laughs> very embarrassing for, for Portland Kevin. Yeah, I, and I'm glad we brought it up two days in a row for him. Yeah. <laughs> Portland Kevin's that. not having a great week. You gotta move out of Portland. <laughs> you gotta Same move with D. Fuller. You know, move to D. Fuller Seattle. also having a bad day. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm D. sorry, D. Fuller. This is you angered me. I, f- I forget what Defoe even said. It's one of those things where you get into an is argument. Is this even news? And you're, oh, that's what it was. You know what? I was justified. <laughs> Never mind. Take back my apology. Defoe is one of the good ones. But every, even a good one has a bad day. You know exactly. what I'm talking about? You know what? You're right. You're right. It's, it's one of those ones where you get into an argument and later in the day you're still mad at the person. But like Defoe is in the chat. They know what's up. <laughs> you, ask, you ask them, it's like, what were we mad about? And you're like, I forget what we're mad about. Mm-hmm. You know? That's me and Defoe. I am the news, motherfucker. Uh, tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Day are going to be Tim and myself. Hell yeah. If you're watching live, remember, we're trying something new right here on YouTube with YouTube Super Chats on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Only on YouTube in the live stream, there's going to be a 30-minute post show where Snow White Mike comes in to talk to us, KFGD hosts, about your Super Chat questions. Stay tuned to after today's handshake to hang out with us before the next Kind of Funny uh, stream starts. Remember this? has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news needs to know about until next time i am the news <laughs>